This is Debbie Marcello, host of the Happier at Home PRN podcast. Did you ever consider all of the potential cash revenue that you're giving away? What if you were to learn about services and products that you could keep in-house as opposed to referring your customers out? On my podcast, Happier at Home PRN, Learn from the experts who have expanded their services to increase revenue, earn out-of-pocket payments, all while increasing the quality of care in their community. Listen to our past podcasts and join us for future episodes where we focus on growing your pharmacy into a thriving business. And we're not talking about keeping your head above water. We're talking about wealth and the survival of your pharmacy. As a pharmacy professional, balancing the demands of inventory management with your organization's business goals can feel almost impossible. Enter Order Insight, an expert system for U.S. pharmacies that delivers predictability in an ever-changing world. Spend time where it counts, control what matters, optimize intelligently, and collaborate with confidence with a partner that prioritizes your pharmacy's interests, not your supplier's. Join the growing community of 9,000-plus trusted pharmacies using Order Insight today. Visit GetOrderInsight.com for more information. That's GetOrderInsight.com. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the Sports Pharmacy Podcast. My name is Dr. H and I am your host. I am a wellness pharmacist, pharmacy owner, and certified sports nutritionist. Join me while we discuss a wide range of topics ranging from health and wellness, sports, and even some small business secrets. Feel free to join our Discord for more interactions with me and other fellow listeners. Now let's get into the show. Welcome, welcome, sports pharmacy fans. I have the pleasure of having Refs Need Love 2 from TikTok, David Gerson. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful, sir. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely, man. I On a whim, I sent him a, uh, an email. And I was like, hey, man, we're both refs. Let's get on this podcast together. It was so easy. It was, I was like, he was so into it. I was like, I told my wife, I was like, this is awesome. I'm so excited. I got a love for everyone, man. Even if you're not a ref, I still would have been polite and I always love to talk. I appreciate that, man. Gerson, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, man, and we'll get into the the TikTok side of things as well. Absolutely. So I've been talking about sports and physiology and pharmacy. I've been an athlete most of my life. I was a Division I rugby player in college, but I played all sorts of sports growing up. I've always been active and then had kids and As your kids play sports, you wind up coaching their sports. And then eventually, as my son moved up through the U.S. Development Academy in soccer and got beyond my coaching ability, and I didn't have that going on anymore, he decided he wanted to get into refing at 10 years old. And 10? Yeah, 10. You could do that up until about five years ago. Yeah, imagine being a referee. Yeah, a referee at 10 years old, so young. That's awesome. I was going to drive him to the field, so I was like, "Ah, I'll go do it too. I was actually, when I finished my playing career, I actually did some rugby refereeing. I was a nationally certified rugby ref as well. And so I had that in me. My high school yearbook quote is, it's better to stand alone for the right reasons than be together for the wrong. 
I've always been that guy. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's, I'm, at the, I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna put a little note here to make sure I remember that one. That was- I'm full of them, but I've always been that kind of person to take an unpopular stand. So being a referee is perfect for me. Absolutely, man. I, I'll be the I'll be the first to tell you. A lot of my audience probably doesn't know. I was a I was a referee too, going through high school into college. But I feel like I got into a very different reason. I was a <laughs> I was a high school player, defensive midfielder. Nice, known to tick off referees, and I was like, all right. I got to figure out these rules before I get into any more trouble. My coach was like, go to the ref class, become a referee, figure it out, and come back. I said, okay, that's very fair. I love so it. I, now I know how to bend the rules. That's the worst part about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, it's amazing how many times I will be on the pitch with a kid, <laughs> and I can see something they did, and i am be like, you're a ref, right? And they're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they always go <laughs> like, right on the edge of what they do. That like, envelope. They do. They're the yeah. ones who do the professional fouls. They really yep, know yep. how to push the delay of the restart. They really know yep. how to just all those types of things. But so I, I got my son got into refing, and mm-hmm. I was going to bring him. So I went, got my uniform too. And then we ref together for seven years. He just stopped doing it this year as he's graduating high school now, hopefully he does in college, but had a lot of fun. I really fell in love with it. It gave me purpose. It got me active. I hate running on a treadmill, but I will run on a treadmill knowing that I'm going to get ready for the weekend. And then about two years ago, I, my kids all had TikTok and I actually videoed a funny video of my wife. She was getting ready for a movie and she put on my referee kit because she had to have a generic <laughs> Halloween costume for this movie. Nice. And it was funny. And she's doing like flag signals. And I put it on TikTok as a joke, like just as a lark. And it went viral. It got 500,000 views like in two days. And so Man. I was like, oh, this is funny. And so then I started doing a few more videos. And then about a weekend after I'm doing like funny stuff, like referee comebacks, I had this young 14-year-old referee say, hey, I was racially abused at my game. Damn. What do I do? How do I deal with that? And then I started getting all of these other things from referees asking for advice. How do you handle this? How do you handle refs yelling at you? Are you not refs? Coaches yelling at you, players yelling at you. And Par- long story Parents yelling short, at you. Parents. And so what yep. started as a joke has been like a two-year journey developing this brand, Refs Need Love too, to just humanize the referee, to explain the laws of the game to people who don't know and have yeah. fun doing it. It's been wonderful. It's been a lot of fun. I think I started following you more during the World Cup when you were breaking down different cards and stuff like that. Yeah. And I found myself agreeing with you most of the time. I think there was only one <laughs> or two I disagreed, but I was like, yeah, I think it's pretty good. There's another guy on TikTok as well. Mm-hmm. He, he's a, he does referee stuff as well, but mm-hmm. he's a little bit more... I'd say a little bit more serious on the serious side, I guess is a fair way to say. I forgot his, I, his name. Honestly, I miss his is name. Is it the you ref POV about? guy? That guy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That guy. Yeah. Have you yeah. talked to him before? Uh, we've interacted, actually. Yeah. That's no, awesome. We've that's definitely good. interacted. I've asked him some questions here and now. He doesn't do it as much as he did, I, I think, a, a long time ago. But yeah, his are much more very matter of fact. Yeah. Should this have been a red card? <laughs> yes. And for me, I try and talk about here are the considerations. Here's what the referee, when that play happened, here's what I think they saw. And here are the laws of the game. And here's what they're judging by. Is it this or is it this? Is it this or is it this? What's the thought process that goes through? Because to be quite honest, in the beautiful game, it's free flowing. It's open to interpretation. The law book is like by design, really small amount of words Mm -hmm. and text. It's not hundreds of pages. And so it's up for interpretation and up for debate and considerations as to what's a yellow, what's a red, what's just a common foul, all those things. What's a fair challenge? What's not? And so I try and help the listener, the Mm -hmm. watcher of these videos really Mm -hmm. try and understand that decision-making process. Because if you disagree with a referee, it's not wrong or right necessarily all the time. It's just 
you might have had a different feeling about what happened or a different perspective. You might have saw something different than they did. I try and humanize the decision so that they don't, the referee doesn't become vilified, of which course, I see yeah. happen so often. One one thing that drives me crazy, and I noticed it in the first game of the World Cup when Katara was playing. Yes. Uh, they had a the referee in the middle. I don't know if you saw it. He was about 30 steps behind where he should have been. And that's my only pet peeve when it comes to referees. Don't be that far behind the play because you'll miss it. That was that's that was my biggest pet peeve of that game, man. I was like, I was watching it. And I told my dad, and dad, my dad's watched soccer for a long time. And for me to explain to him that part, he's I never even looked at that. I said, I watch the referee. It's really weird. Yeah, no, trust me, I, I do it. I do it all the time. I'm always yeah. looking where I can because I'm at a point in my ref career now. I've been eight years plus in. Uh, where it's it's not just enough to move up and down the pitch. It's like exactly what quadrant of the field are you in? And there's 20 different quadrants they tell you to be in at yep. different times. Yep. So I'm really looking Diagonals. at that. But yeah, you talk about from a fitness standpoint, the mm-hmm. average professional referee runs more in a soccer match than the mm-hmm. average professional soccer player. Yep. So it's the crazy. Average, it's insane. And the type of running that we do is bizarro. Like mm-hmm, we will go mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. a standing stop to a full sprint. We've got to have cardio to be able to go 90 minutes. We don't get a sub. Plus yeah, exactly. crazy. We've got to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the extra time at the World Cup, it might be 20 yeah. more minutes in that game. Oh, you never man. know. Yeah. Or gosh, forbid, it's a knockout round and you've got yep. another 30 minutes plus stoppage time. And, and you've got to be absolutely on your horse in the 119th minute. And there is a quick switch of play going up the field. You have mm-hmm. got to, like you said, you got yep. to be within 10 yards of the play and not just 10 yards in the play, following direct behind. You got to get yourself that perfect angle so to see. see in between. It's insane the type of cardio and the anaerobic fitness that these guys to explode into a sprint mm-hmm. of the professional ref. It's really wild. Or just even at a grassroots level of people who aspire to do those top matches. It's wild the fitness you got to be in to do a good job. So for me, when I first started, I'm not sure if it's the same way now, but you start out as a great eight referee, and then you go down to a seven, then a six, and stuff like that. Is that still going on now? I'm not no, even sure. No, they've destroyed that system here in the United States. Oh, really? States. Oh, yes. geez. I just dated yeah. myself a little bit No, there. no, I, it's okay. It's okay. I, I totally to know what you're talking yeah. about. No, I totally know what you're talking about. No, in England, they still do that. Like, where you oh, really? start as okay. a nine, and you work your way up to a one, which would be a professional, which is like the top. 0.001% of referees. But you know, that's where it goes. Here in the US, it used to be very similar to that. Now they call it grassroots. And okay. then beyond grassroots, you're regional. And regional referees and pro referees, those are the next two steps. The regional referee is less than 2% of referees in the United States. Dang. So it's 98% of us that are not regional. And I aspire to be a regional referee. I'm yeah. hoping we're going to get there this year is the other 98%. So whether you've been refing for 20 years and you yeah. do MLS next and you do like tier three, tier four, the UPSL or USL two, mm-hmm. you're still just a grassroots referee. So I want to discuss a little bit more about the the whole TikTok thing. And yeah. it's something that I'm starting to get into. I mm-hmm. have a weird segment that I'm doing where usually I'm a very bubbly, smiley person, sarcastic. I do 10 second vitamin reviews, but I'm like straight face, like I'm not <laughs> smiling, I'm not doing anything, just trying to give someone like quick, like vitamins, yeah. vitamin reviews. But for you, man, how did you get the confidence to get into this, man? What drove you to 
Because you're in the market, you're in marketing, right? I stopped I your LinkedIn a little bit. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that. Dude. Yeah. So I've been in marketing and product management, product development for 25 years. I've run global brands. I've been chief brand officer of a publicly traded company. But I will tell you, ever since I was a little kid, I did theater. My mom acted off Broadway. Yes. <laughs> I grew up in New York City. Being on stage, whether I was the president of a junior high school or I was like the president of my rugby team in college or whatever that might be, I've always wanted to be that person out front. And I'm also very comfortable, again, with just feedback, <laughs> critique. Like, I'm cool with that. Like, I am totally comfortable taking that. I know you're not attacking me necessarily personally. You're attacking the idea or the situation, whatever. So I love being out in front. And even today, I lead teams of people. I lead large events. So I am very comfortable with that. But the TikTok, I will tell you, has been unbelievably fascinating because it's mm -hmm. completely, their algorithm is very egalitarian. You can connect with people all around the world every single day. Sure. And the first time someone posts a video, if people dig it and people watch it, then they'll show it to 10 more people. And if they yeah. dig it and they watch it, they'll show it to 10 more people. And I have every single day, I have people interacting with me from every continent on earth, probably aside from Antarctica, although maybe yeah, there's a football fan there. there. I know, there's a few people, but I'm, I'm telling you, whether it's Norway, I am like crazy popular in like Nigeria. For real? <laughs> like for real. Like That's I have amazing. Like, the data, I can't imagine it's right, but supposedly like 6% of the people in Nigeria follow me. At least that's They're what it looks like. Rules, the man. That's what it's, it is. It's yeah. bananas. But it's awesome, this global community. And then it's like fun for me. So again, my 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 goal as in this thing, refs need love too, is to humanize the referee, to show that we're humans, that we are your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, your son, your daughter, your grandfather, your uncle, whatever, that we are humans in your local community. We care and love the game as much, if not more than you do, mm -hmm. and give us a little grace. Again, 98% of us That's are grassroots. Yeah. Yeah. And 99.99% of us are not professional. So mm -hmm. settle down, recognize that the players on the pitch are not professionals. The refs are not professionals. <laughs> Just give us a little grace. So I love doing these videos every day, humanizing the referee and giving the ref's perspective, which often is not heard. Professional mm -hmm. refs never talk to the media. They I don't wish, explain their decisions. I, I wish, and I know something in the Bundesliga they're going to be rolling out pretty soon is that if there's ever like a booth review or yes. whatever, they have to explain what they yeah. Yes. Which is going to be pretty cool. I think. Yes. So at the U20 World Cup, it, uh -huh. when they had a VR review, the uh -huh. referee would come back on the field and they would say, we reviewed this for serious foul play. I have judged that the contact did not warrant a red card. I am awarding a yellow card for unsporting behavior, reckless challenge. And that's wonderful. <laughs> it's not walking people through the decision, but at least it's explaining what happened and why or again the situation where maybe there was a goal and they're saying we reviewed th this play and we found that player number 11 was offside in the buildup that would be great so at least yeah. everyone in the stadium knows what knows. the hell is going on and everyone at home understands too now i'd love for us to get the var audio and that discussion between the referee that'd be cool oh my gosh Bring that it. It's cool so awesome. I'm sure they're saying oh. some bizarre things on there, man. I'm like, it's, I'm 100%. It's sure. actually not. And so I'm going to be going to the VAR headquarters. I, I was hoping it was going to be this weekend. It's going to uh -huh. probably be next weekend. The VAR headquarters for MLS is here in Atlanta. So every okay. single VAR review that happens for the MLS happens at the same warehouse in downtown Atlanta. And oh, they wow. all do it there. And it's the same thing in England. They have a central place where all that right. stuff goes. But I will tell you, the conversation 
is it's very, they don't mince words. It's very specific. Looking for blah, blah, blah. Looking for serious foul play in the buildup to this goal. Camera is going to be on. This is this. Ref, need you to review. I believe we have a red card for serious foul play. I believe there's been an error. Okay, comes over. They show him the videos. Okay, play it back. Play it back. Stop right there. Okay, I see it. Agree. Red card, serious foul play. They don't have converse, like deep conversation. Right, right. It is yeah, of course, the yeah. laws of the game. Gotta be. Yeah. What did I see? Is it a handball, unnatural position above the shoulder? That's what I saw. Handball, unnatural position above the shoulder, whatever it might be. And so it's it's very detailed, but I promise you that would be very interesting to the yeah. viewers at home to be able to hear that. So at least they understand. And the commentators, because sometimes y'all, the commentators just who don't know the laws of the game, they'll make crap up. And then yeah, everyone the thinks oh, that the commentator's right. And they yeah, didn't, they don't know crazy. the law changed like two years ago, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that happens. Like, I watch a lot of the Bundesliga and that, that happens so many times with these American commentators. Oh, I, one, one thing I saw on YouTube was this, the New Zealand soccer federation. There was a referee. He was about to retire. So they mic'd him up for Love that. It. And it's hearing like, for me, I specifically, I know I, I spoke to players a lot telling them, Hey, I saw yep, that play yep, on, let's yep. move on from it. Or having those conversations with these athletes because I've been like you and I, we've been on both sides, right? We're amped up, like, hey, man, what the hell just happened there, ref? And then you, as long as you acknowledge that you saw something, yeah. I think that dialogue has to be there. And I think people, more people should hear that portion. I, I will tell you, just like you go to NASCAR and you can listen to the driver and the pit crew talk. Yep. I tell you, the comms, the communication that's happening consistently between the AR, the center official, the fourth official, and then the center official and the players mm-hmm. to be able to mm-hmm. say, Hey, I saw that. I gave you advantage there. Do you not want to play that? I'll call it back next time. Whatever that might be is, hey, guys, watch that pull. Next time I got you, whatever that might be. Play on whatever it might be, 50-50, all ball. But all those types of things that you hear the ref saying throughout the match is so valuable. I know as a referee myself, when I get to wear comms, when I'm working a higher level game with a higher level official, and I can just listen to that referee, how they communicate with the players throughout the match. Oh, my gosh. It helps them it helps them be better too. It helps them learn, right? It helps oh, yeah. players learn to see what things are like. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. a thousand percent. I think everyone would benefit from that to really understand how engaged a top official is. And then also for younger referees and people interested mm-hmm. in being a referee, how to manage a match. Because that's where I see the breakdown happen. When yeah. I see problems occur on the pitch, when we've got parents that are getting upset and coaches getting upset and players getting upset, it's because I don't. I have a referee who's not communicating. Okay, Absolutely. not only are they not communicating with their mouth, but they're not communicating with their whistle, with their gestures, clearly making the call. What direction is it going? Why is it going there? Not being afraid to pull out that yellow card or their red card as they need to. They're not using their tools and not communicating. When you see a top ref they will absolutely communicate their posture, their voice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. their gestures. It brings it all together. It's so valuable. And one of the questions I wrote on here, every referee is a stickler for certain rules. <laughs> for example, I'll give, you, I'll give you my example. My big thing was always about professionalism. Mm. I said, I will not answer to bro. I know I call people all the time, bro mm. or whatever. Like, you address me as sir, you will act like a professional on the field. doesn't matter if you're 12 years old or it's 44 years old. You're still gonna, that's how you're going to be addressed. So mm. are there any rules that you're a real stickler about? Mm. That's a great, it's a great question. I get very upset with deliberate delays of the restart. And so I know I'm using technical terminology, but to explain it to the people who or watch or listen to this, it's when there's been a foul, I've blown my whistle and someone runs and stands in front of that ball, Mm. preventing the quick restart. That 
drives me nuts. And they see people do it all the time. And some refs, I don't know, they just let them get away with it. Not for me. The first time they do that, I'll be like, back up, yeah. 10 yards. Now, yeah. you heard my whistle. You saw me signal direct free kick. Retreat. Or my voice too, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, back yeah. up. And then if they run up and do that again, it's one thing, hey, they, they committed the foul. They're standing there. They're getting up. They're walking back slowly. Whatever. But you mm -hmm. have these people who are coming back down the field like a midfielder after the center back makes a tackle and that midfielder makes a beeline and runs in front right of that front. ball. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Gerson guilty of that many times. Oh, dude, Sorry, hey, listen, man, I, just, I get it. My son, yeah. my, I'm a goalkeeper. My son is a goalkeeper. We, okay. My son is the master of the dark arts of time wasting. The master. If, if a referee is not paying attention and my kid's team is up, oh, dude. The last 20 minutes of that match, the last 40 minutes of that match, yeah. they're up two goals. <laughs> Every goal kick, he's taking a minute off the clock. He's trying to. Every time awesome. he scoops up a ball, he's awful. The opposing parents like go bananas. I'm but if, sure. a, if a ref doesn't address it, He's going to keep on doing it. He'll see what he can get yep. away with every single yep. time. Every yeah. time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Man, it's you're taking me back here, Gerson. Man, <laughs> I, I miss it so much. I like. I there's something about even for me, just like having these tournaments on the weekend and where I would play and ref at the same yeah. time and being at the fields all day. My parents were. We were just talking. We were when I mentioned this. We yeah. were doing this. They remember when I was like 13, 14 years old, mm -hmm. dropping me off at the fields all yeah. day and just let me stay there and. Let's bring back some memories, man. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm fangirling really hard right now having you <laughs> on my podcast. Man. I'm like, I was like, I told my wife, I was like, I can't believe I'm so excited. I haven't been this excited about a podcast. Episode. Hey, brother, your days are not behind you, man. They're in front of I you. I that. will tell I you, I had that. someone today, just today, comment on my video going, hey, man, I'm 40 years old. Was it too late to start refing? I'm like, dude, I started at 40. <laughs> yes, I had ref some rugby like when I was like yeah. 20 or something like that. But I'm 48, almost 49 now. And yeah. I'm having the time of my life. And I will tell you, although last three weeks I was on, I had a vacation. I didn't run like I should have, but I would say about three weeks ago, I was probably as fit as I've been in the last decade of my life. Awesome. Absolutely top, top court cardio for me, yeah. feeling strong, like hamstring strong, quad strong, finishing games in the 90th minute, still running past people going up the pitch, nice. feeling great. So I, I think it's something for me personally, where this can be lifetime activity awesome. for me it's not it, honestly and there'll be a point where i can't do mls next u19 games anymore but i guarantee i could do some u10 rec oh, yeah, those <laughs> like just, seriously those I, I could do that and probably until i'm 80 years old hopefully hopefully right what yeah I'm doing. yeah my favorite games were the over 40s and over 50 <laughs> games those guys take themselves so serious and oh. man, they're out there just for some reason we got paid the most to do those yeah and Having me, an 18, 19-year-old, telling these like grown men who are probably very like high professionals in their jobs, don't do that. Stop acting like a child. Let's move on and play. It's crazy to think about, right? Yeah. I tell you, it's so funny. You and I are opposite on that one. I have completely really? taken myself out of oh, adult rec. Oh, I love that I can't, so much. I can't handle the adult wreck anymore because it's like yeah. it's like the most like silly little foul. And then oh, all yeah. of a sudden, you've got one guy on the team who wants to relive that high school moment where maybe he got pushed by the bully and he didn't fight back. And now's his chance. Now's his chance. Now's to come his back, right? chance. He's going to fight, yeah. get in a fight now. Dude, you're playing rec 7v7 like <laughs> soccer. Dude, we live in Peachtree City. This ain't Compton. Settle down. <laughs> Settle down. It's my gosh, the whining and stuff. I just, I'd much rather, honestly, it's like, I, I don't mind recreational games. 
Like when mm-hmm. they're 13, 14 years old, they're having fun and they're doing it and they're active. That's great. But when the guys who are 30, 40, who just take it way too far and take it way too serious and then also start throwing that at me. Like I had a, a match. So this was my last rec match where I had this really big built machismo guy. Okay. Like really like in crazy shape. And I had this young 15 year old African-American assistant referee who called him offside correctly. And he like took three steps, like running towards it. It was like, what is that? That's not offside. I'm, oh my God. I go, yeah. What do like, you do? Oh my God. I, you know, I was not cool about that. I can't, yeah, I can't have sometimes that. I am like, these are the people who should know better. You should be so thankful that you have the life where you can take the time to run Absolutely. around in the field with your friends and have fun and exercise and enjoy this moment. And sometimes it's still, it goes to that reptilian part of their brain yep. where they want to yep. be a tough guy or they want to take yep. their, their stress out on someone. So I can't handle it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm a sucker for drama. I don't know what, <laughs> when they start yelling at me, I remember one game, man, I had the mayor. So I'm from a town called in the middle of about five hours from Atlanta. Yep. The mayor of was playing and i'm gonna have to say this i'm this is the first time i've ever cursed on this podcast that guy was such a little man i was so mad at him (laughs) because he was such a baby that i was like dude i need you i need you to chill out you literally represent a city man make sure that you are acting such a way and i'm 19 years old telling you what to do so how does that say about us now oh dude i had to give the league commissioner like the, he was on a team. I had to give the commissioner a yellow card for the set. Oh my God. That's good. That's why they deserve it. They deserve it. It's supposed Dude, to feel good. You literally run the league. You literally give out fines for cards yeah. and I'm having to give you a card. Oh, man, Settle down, up. man. But yeah, no, I, I honestly, with the teenagers and again, generally speaking, the higher level of competition, mm-hmm. the ECNLs, the MLS next, you know, those kids like it's like to get on that team is an achievement and is an honor. So they, the coaches are in control. They tell the parents, shut up. If you yell, you're sitting down. And the mm-hmm. players are professional. They know if scouts are coming to watch them, they don't want the kid who's a complainer, they the gotta, kid who's yeah. whining. They want the kid who just gets up and gets ready for the next play. And so I enjoy that. It's high-level competition. It's technical. It's fast. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It keeps me moving, and I enjoy yeah. it. And that's, again, it's the mental challenge. It's the physical challenge. But in the end, I want to have fun. Absolutely. I want to transition. You mentioned a couple things for me, and this is a pharmacy podcast, so I do have to throw some vitamins at you, Gerson. Is that okay? Go for it. All right. Especially for athletes, whenever you talk about sore muscles or being like just from general tiredness from working out, I always recommend magnesium glycinate for Mm. all my patients. Over 50% of the general population is low in magnesium, so I always recommend it for patients anyway. But specifically for athletes, and especially for somebody that runs a lot, man, mm-hmm. taking that at bedtime really helps relax the muscles. That's my big recommendation. So you would do that uh, in your recovery after a, ga- a day of matches? I, I do it every day. I work out really? four days a week, but I just I like the glycinate specifically because it helps with stress. It helps with the muscle pain. It helps with fatigue. Mm. And they all work really well together when you take it at bedtime. So that's one of my big recommendations. Very cool. Obviously, please stay hydrated, man. Oh. It's getting hot. You see me yeah, drinking. I saw that. <laughs> I got I saw my water it. all the time. I, I appreciate that. I was like, I always tell people, I always have my big, my wife got me one of these, Stan, can't see it, one of these yeah. Stanley cups. And oh, I, I know. one next to me. Yeah, at all times. Yeah, it's amazing how this weekend, I'm, I, whoever plans a one o'clock game in the end of July or end oh, of June. Is, dude, oh, my son is going to US regionals next week. It is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
in the end of June. (laughs) You're going to be sweating just walking outside. Oh, Oh, absolutely. It's like you're walking through soup. But I I have a, I think it's like 48 ounce jug. My pregame meal is a smoothie. I almost finished that entire jug and I've got some type of, I forget the name of it, but some type of hydration powder that I put into that as well. But honestly, you can't get enough when you're out there running, especially in this humidity. It's Absolutely. I take it very seriously. I'm always amazed yeah. at the people who show up and they have a like no water or a little water. I'm like, dude, you're gonna die. Yeah, you're not gonna make it very far out here. <laughs> no, yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about sports, man. Yep. Any teams you're a fan of? Yeah, so I so my Premier League club. I'm a Manchester United fan, and I'm and I honestly listen. Have some pity for me because ah, I lived. I know I lived in Europe. So I, I'm a Dutch national team fan, U.S. men's national team, who is playing in just a little bit. But they do start soon, don't they? They are yeah. t- 10 p.m. Eastern, so 9 p.m. Yeah. your time. So the but I when I lived in Europe, I was running a marketing operation in Europe, and one of the guys who worked for me was a Man U fan. He took me to Old Trafford. Honestly, nice. if I had gone to any other Premier League stadium first, I probably would have fell in love with that. But he took me there. And so I fell in love with Man U the year that, what's his name, retired? Sir, gosh. Alex sir, Ferguson. Uh, Alex Ferguson retired. Yeah. yeah so I've yeah. just had pain. I've yeah, had David true. Moyes. I had Mourinho. Yeah. I've oh, not geez. had any Premier League champions. Well, Ten Hog like, uh, right now is doing oh, pretty well. I, a, a lot of fun. I'm yeah. excited. I'm actually optimistic. It's wonderful. Yeah. But I have not had glory. So That's I've had 10 years. Zero glory. So it's yep. not, I'm not a Man U fan of 20 years ago. I've had <laughs> so team. Yeah. They, they have, y'all have Champions League football next year. So we yeah. do have Champions League football, but we're definitely yeah. probably three or four players away from being a Champions League contender to get to a knockout round or something like that. Yeah, but no, I I'm. It's a but step I, forward. Yeah. But I'm a Man U fan. I would always go Barcelona over Real Madrid, you know, okay, type okay. of thing. I'm a Messi over Ronaldo kind of guy. And Fair. then here in Atlanta, we've got Atlanta United. So we fall yeah, in love with them. It's a big team. They were, did, they, did they win a championship recently? They were the MLS champions in 2018. 18, they yeah. all the way to, I think, the Eastern finals two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But we draw. Atlanta United has, I think it's the sixth or seventh highest average attendance of any soccer yeah. club in the world. Any yeah, soccer heard club in the world. And it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's that's got a, that's a big effort. stadium. Huge. It's the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, right? That's, that's right. Stadium. So when we won, I was at the MLS Cup that we won in 2018. And mm-hmm. we had 81,000 fans there. And the Super Bowl, wow. which was two weeks later, I believe, or two or three weeks later, only had 74,000 fans. <laughs> so it's, that, yeah, and nuts. now the field changes a little bit, but right, it's, of it, course. they draw a lot of fans and it's always a great fan environment. They've done a wonderful job with that team. We're, so I live in Frisco, Texas, and cool. about two and a half miles from FC Dallas Stadium. So they play oh, like fantastic. right down the street from us. So it's, it's fun to go see them. I've met a lot of the cool like the personnel and stuff like that, which is it's pretty fun. Anything else, David? I usually try to run these podcasts like 20, 30 minutes, man. Yeah, I would just ask, you talked about the magnesium. I'm, again, I'm coming in on 50. I definitely am always, I do a very extensive warm up before every match. I have about a 15 minute dynamic warm up that I do every single time I'm about to be out there. But is there anything else you would recommend for me, someone at uh, my age, trying to avoid injury, av- avoid those pulled yeah. muscles. That's really yeah. the biggest fear in my world right now oh is another God, is, man. is a pulled hamstring. Yeah. I, I've had it happen. It's awful. Knocks me out for two, three months, and it's I never terrible, want it to happen right? again. It's, it's such so an important muscle, with, especially when with your back and everything that's associated with it. Mm. So, one of the big things that a lot of people forget about is having good, healthy fiber beforehand. So, oh, yeah. 
whenever you have like good fruit and stuff before a game, that really helps because it's got the good sugars to help re rebuild your muscles, some fiber to help get things moving a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's always to stay hydrated, man. That's always the biggest thing. And I've seen it happen for so many people is that you can warm up and stress all day. If you don't, if you don't drink water or drink your electrolytes, that hamstring is just going to tighten up just that quickly. Oh. So those are always important things that I tell people. I appreciate the advice, Hamusha. I've been doing well the last Good. year and a half, but I'm trying to keep the streak going, especially during these hot summer months. I'm oh, like, goodness. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't miss those tournaments, man, in the middle of June, July, no. trying to run around the field. No, I've got a game. I'm centering a game at 1 p.m. on Saturday, and then I've got oh. another match at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Man, the refs are always in high demand. So I, if I wanted to, I could ref three, four games in a day every single weekend of the year, even even in the summertime. And yep. it just, it's such a, a physical drain on you. You got to stay healthy, take your vitamins. Yep. I'm always yep. a big high fiber guy and Good. big time on hydration. I take it very seriously. David Gerson, refs need love too, man. Tell us a little bit about your, your social medias. Yep. Where can people find you? Absolutely. I am my biggest channel with 145,000 followers where I get 10 million views a week is on TikTok at refs need love too. But I also have a website that's refs need love People can email me at refs need love at gmail.com. I've got merch both on TikTok on the website as well. So you could show your ref love. Always I'm, making I'm, sure to support I'm, the third team. I have your uh, your website pulled up. I'm definitely buying one. Here, yeah, need, check out the blog, check out the podcast. Yeah. And if anyone has any questions ever about a call they've seen in the beautiful game, email me, message me on Insta, TikTok, <laughs> whatever. I'm happy to review and give you my thoughts. I may not always agree with you, but yep. I will give you my honest opinion and thoughts. David Gerson, refs need love too. Man, I am I am so happy right now. I can't stop smiling. I'm so excited, bro. I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, consider giving us a five-star review anywhere that you get your episodes. Follow us at Sports Pharmacy Pod, as well as me, your host, at Dr. Mixalot. Join our Discord server for more interactions with me and fellow listeners. As always, stay well, stay hydrated, and I will catch you next time.